Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dope Nostalgia. Hi, everybody. I'm still uh, coming down from the high. That was episode 50, of course, the interview with Alana Miles. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, have any questions about it, feel free to email us, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. And always follow us on our social media. You'll hear the links to all of our social media stuff at the end. Or you can just go to www.dopenostalgia.com. And today I have a very special guest named Adam Email. He has had the opportunity to tour on the I Love the 90s tours several times, as well as be a member of Color Me Bad. So lots of good stories from Adam coming up. Let me tell you a little bit about his career. And I also want to give a shout out to our brand new Patreon who just subscribed. Thank you, Miss Christy. Christy, thank you so much for being a new uh, subscriber. And I'm, it's just so it makes me so happy to have Patreon subscribers and helps keep the show going and helps cover the cost of the show. Um, you can check that out at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia if you want to become a subscriber today. Um, it starts at a dollar a month and goes up from there and you can get cool swag and early uh, release of the podcast and some of our bonus material as well. All right, let's talk to Adam email everyone. Wikipedia moments. Adam Emil is an American singer-songwriter of soulful R&B pop. He cites Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, Bob Marley, and Quincy Jones as some of his musical influences. And really, those are some of the best influences you can have. He was awarded the title of Apollo Legend and winner of BET's Ya Heard New Artist Competition. Adam's songs have been played on radio stations throughout the country, and his music video for One and Only premiered on VH1 Soul. He's had the opportunity already to open for acts such as Common, Jeremiah, Mickey Howard, Genuine, Fat Joe, and more to name a few. They have also appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live along with uh, numerous other television radio uh, performances. He's been everywhere. So like I said, he's been also on the I Love the 90s tour alongside bandmates Brian Abrams and Mark Cauldron of Color Me Bad. Looking up into the bright lights of the concert stage and feeling the buzz of the audience around him, Adam knew one day he would be taking the stage in front of the crowd at Allstate Arena. That day is here. Performing at the venue in Rosemont is both a career milestone and a blessing for Adam, he says. If you put your mind to something and do the hard work, you can make your dreams come true. So isn't that cool? He caught the attention of Color Me Bad in December of 2014 and then got to tour with them and make new fans, tour with some industry legends, and he's here to tell you all about the cool experiences he's, he's had on tour, guys. Welcome, Adam Email to the show. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh, I love your sunglasses. Those are awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long day, trust me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, whereabouts are you? For good reasons, for good reasons. You're located in Chicago? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the Midwest, yep. Oh, okay, sweet. I've been to Chicago once and I absolutely loved it. Can't wait to go back. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully that won't be too long from now, right? You're in what uh, part of Canada? Are you in Canada, right? I am. I'm in Western Canada. I'm in Okay, uh, Western. I'm in the city of Edmonton. So Edmonton. I've I've been there, I think once or twice, maybe. Okay. Nice. Right on. Okay. So originally at some point here, um, when I was reading through your bio and whatnot. You, for a while, were in Color Me Bad, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, how did that gig come into being? Um, I mean, I always lead that with just God himself or herself, whoever it is. But, uh, I mean, I was just grinding for myself for about 10 years and booking my own shows in Chicago and wherever I could get on festivals and stuff. And then one random day, uh, Mark Calderon called me, hit me up on Twitter first and I think he might have reached out to me on another social site and then eventually called me and uh, the rest was history. I think Brian, you know, was searching on YouTube for me and found my video and, you know, saw me, you know, close tight knit with my dad. And I think that's something that resonated with the guys and mm. they needed somebody that was loyal and somebody that, you know, they could they could school and uh, the rest is history, man. Well, that's fantastic. We had Mark on the show back on well, January, February, when I first started okay. the show. Yeah. What a, and such a great guy. 
Very he knows nice. how to make his rounds for sure. That's one thing about Mark. <laughs> he does for sure. Are you still like, obviously not during the COVID shutdown, yeah, but are you yeah. still um, going to be performing with the guys in the future? Uh, I mean, I hope so. We'll see what happens. A lot of things have changed since, you know, my, um, you know, me uh, departing from the guys for whatever reasons, you know, them having to work some internal things out. Yeah. Um, and then the COVID happened. So I still talk to Mark. Uh, every now and then I still keep contact with Brian Abrams. Uh, I know since then they have kind of separated. So, mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens, but uh, you know, good music uh, will never die. And I just, I pray for the best for them and their legacy and everything and anything that I can do to keep that going. I'm all for it. Yeah, I agree. And I also hope that they are able to work out their differences and Hope things, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you guys are all awesome. So, yeah, I hope yeah. everything works out for the best. Um, Absolutely. When you enter a well-established band like uh -huh. that, do you get much creative input? Uh, no, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Let's a genius question. Okay, yeah. No, you don't. I mean, over time, you just have to. Uh, well, you know, every everybody is different, and you know, anybody can. Uh, you know, reinvent situations uh, that that's fit for them. But for me, my goal was just to shut, seal my lips uh, until it was time for me to speak up. And, um, and that's what I did. And that's why I was able to maintain for, you know, five plus years going into now to still being cool with the guys, uh, mm -hmm. you know, so that's it. You got, you, you, I was there to support them. Yeah. Uh, it was something that they did from the nineties and probably even they were together even back in high school. So we're talking, you know, even before the nineties, you know what I'm saying? So it's a long time. So for a young breed to try to come in and implement, that's not something that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, I just, I just wanted to be of total support to them and show them that they could rely on me and trust. And, and uh, I, I tried my best. And I think many times I, I, I passed at that and uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I could have done better. Well, you have a great attitude about everything and that's nice. Thank like, you. I mean, you know, some people just take advantage of situations and you're not one of those people. So yeah, Good on I mean, you. <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't always easy. I'll be honest. I mean, a lot of parties, not my first year so much, you know, but once the, I love the nineties tour start going and there was after parties and there was opportunities to get paid, mm. you know, so you can easily, you know, make a couple extra dollars and then the drinks start flowing and then the attention and, you know, so that's where I, I noticed a big challenge of me just trying to balance things out. Looking back at it, in in the midst of it, I felt like I was doing everything I needed to do to network. But looking back at it, grow, grown up from that situation, you know, I probably could have uh, curved some of those situations. But ultimately, you know, I, I wanted to network and, and squeeze every bit of the juice out of the lemon that I could. As you said. Yeah. And still stay focused and not get too wrapped up in the party. And that's, that's basically what I'm trying to say, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a balance, healthy balance. So that'd be hard. I'd be so tempted to get really wrapped up in the party. But the thing is, is like, I've, I've been in situations before where I, I do drink and I enjoy the to party that way. But I mean, yeah, cool. where there's been like cocaine out everywhere and I've never tried it because I'm afraid I'll like it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like I'm that's, look, that's Canada for you, right? You got, you all know how to party out there. Trust me. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, you have to know your, your strengths and your weaknesses. That's right. That's right. And that it's, you seem like you're keeping it really level, which is amazing. Um, what were you doing you. in the nineties? First of all, how, what, do you mind me asking? Were you a little, <laughs> were you still a little guy? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, five or six, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> I probably was jamming a color me bad or some Bobby Brown or something like that at that point, you know? I am so, so. glad you brought up Bobby Brown because yeah. you know that song, I think it's called Tender Roni. Oh, great song. What is a Roni? <laughs> I've always wanted to know, is that, what does it mean? Well, I mean, it's just like they say uh, macaroni, you know what I'm saying? What they use that, what is that like a a, a pimpology term, you know what I'm saying? Macaroni, you know, so tenderoni, you know, ah. it, you know, use your imagination. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's gotta be something sexy. I know. <laughs> so, something in, in, you know, below the waist, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And knowing Bobby Brown, it's going to be sensual. Something like listen, that. Listen, listen. <laughs> 
when I saw when I performed actually with Color Me Bad, it was one of the last shows I did with them, which was monumental for me. Just no no shade on nobody, but just a young buck, you know, in this music game and being a singer and pulling up off this four years of touring or whatever and seeing Bobby Brown like just smoke a cigarette when you arrive. It's just like <laughs> Really? Okay. And then you know, John B too, you know, it's like, how do these guys smoke cigarettes and then get on stage, perform the show. But the whole point of me bringing it up was, man, Bobby Brown must have stuck his tongue out his mouth so many times. It was so hilarious. Like, yeah, he's a wild one for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like what a legend. Truly, the whole, the, truly a legend. Now, just Truly. recently, you found yourself backstage with Stevie Wonder, who's like your biggest musical influence from Absolutely. reading your bio. Yeah, now, that. <clears throat> now, it says you seize the opportunity by asking advice on songwriting and ha- transforming that meeting into an in-depth conversation. Tell us about that day. Wow. Whew. So I have to take a minute to go back. So actually, I was with Color Me Bad. We were in the dressing room. We were doing uh, the lip sync battle with LL Cool J uh, and Chrissy Teigen. John Legend was in the house. It was a big moment for me just in LA and going into the film studios. Um, And then just randomly after sound check, somebody came over and was like, Stevie Wonder wants to meet you. Obviously it wasn't me personally, it was the brand, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, wow, okay. So we went in, we just took pictures and all of a sudden the people start headed towards the door. And I was like, in my mind, just like, wait a second, like this can't be it. So I just stopped in my tracks and I said, you know, Stevie, you mind giving me any advice you can on songwriting? And he just immediately just grabbed my hand. Like he knew it automatically like where I was based on probably the distance between sound or whatever. Yeah. But he just grabbed my hand and walked me to the couch. We sat down. And uh, I turned on my tape recorder. I asked his permission first, and then uh, he just, he, he, you know, he he spoke what he did what he he does best, and that's, you know, teach, teach mm-hmm. whether it's through his music or, or his you know his wisdom. But yeah, I soaked up as much of that situation I can as I could. So, well, you're so lucky. That's a wonderful situation to have, and I definitely felt lucky in, that day. Yeah, him imparting that wisdom on you. Yeah, for I'm- sure. I'm sure he's used to be being in the position that he is. People always want to know his secret to, to success, you know? So he's probably happy. Yeah, well, he's there. so far past success at this point. It's like, you know, right? I mean, that's the yeah. thing about the old schools. You know what? It's not just old school. It's just people that are confident, I guess, or um, I might not have the right word, but people that are secure with what they're doing, they don't mind sharing. You know, mm-hmm. it's the people that feel like they're, you know, they stole something or they don't want you to get up on them that that don't share. It, it may not even be true knowledge if you can't share it. So he was more than willing to just tell me, you know, to, you know, just to speak from the heart and uh, be true to yourself. So. Well, good. God bless him. That's why I know that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about Chicago. Like, is that where you were born and raised? I was actually born in California. Okay. Uh, Yeah. And I've been living in Chicago since I was like three years old. So, you know, this is, this is a lovely, I love my city. Um, You know, we catch good raps and bad raps, but lately it's, you know, it's been a little bit of negative, but the people that know the city know, you know, in any, any city you go to, there's places you can go and places you shouldn't. Um, But other than that, every city, yeah, exactly. You know, so, you know, I I love Chicago. The weather is crazy right now. It's 72 today. Tomorrow it'll probably be 34. So (laughs) It's like 32 here, so. Yeah, well, you know, that's why I love Canada. It's like very similar in terms of the weather is, you know. Yeah, and the Windy City thing is very true. I think it's like that chill coming off the lake, but I remember walking. Absolutely. I was was staying in River North. That's that's the place to be. Yeah, so I was like walking down by where like the Rainforest Cafe is. (laughs) Wow. I'm in that area, and I remember, but it was January when I went. Yeah. Yeah, Still a little cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, what about that city? What kind of venues did you participate in early in your career? Like, did you start singing, dancing? What were you doing when in your youth when you wanted to become an entertainer? 
Yeah, well, I mean, originally, I mean, just off the jump, I enrolled right into the university that was nearest to me, Chicago State University, as a music major. Originally, I was a uh, business administration major. The next day, I was like, what am I doing? Um, so I switched, and then I start going to a producer on the north side, and we end up, we still work together, um, but we put out a full album, and that was like the other side of my career that I needed versus the classical training and the theory. Um, but in the midst of it, I mean, I hit a lot of legendary venues in Chicago, the Wild Hair and the Cubby Bear and the Underground. Um, you know, Chicago just teaches you how to be tough uh, to, to, to make it a short conversation. I'm sure New York and a, a lot of bigger cities are that way but they really just train you that what if nobody likes you, you know? And then, <laughs> and what I learned just on tour is like, everybody likes you. Every city we went to, um, you know, it was totally different than Chicago. Just people's energy was very inviting, you know? And then being that guy on the road, coming back home, it's still like, what's your name? <laughs> it's like, yeah don't, don't worry about it it's all right it's fine it's I'm learning good. it's learning the ropes and like people what's this guy got kind of thing kind of mentality right it's tough love in mm. shy town it's tough love so <laughs> but it, it helps it helps when you travel because nobody no, no i haven't been anywhere that's as tough as chicago or new york in terms of just like what were you saying again like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so I went to a couple of blues clubs there. I went to there Kings you go. Kingston Mines. Kingston Mines. Yeah. Classic. Oh, wow. That was cool. And I couldn't Classic believe it. It's like going to like 4, 430 in the morning. I was like, this is there amazing. It, it doesn't close, right? It won't close for you. Party all night. Yeah. And the owner there, he was, or the manager, I think he's, I think he's the owner. Or his dad uh -huh. was, he uh, was outside just back when I was a smoker and we were having a cigarette. And yeah. He's like, Oh yeah, you're from, you're from Edmonton. eh? Oh, he starts talking about the Edmonton Oilers, starts talking about hockey and yeah. Hawks and everything. And I'm uh, like, he's got you now. Yeah. It was more about hockey than this Canadian. It was yeah, awesome. exactly. Making you look bad, yo. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah, I, everyone I talked to, I just had a great time meeting there. So that's what's up. That's Can't wait up. to go we, back. We hope to have you back soon. <laughs> Seriously. Now, when you're doing the I Love the 90s tour, what, what were you kind of lessons did you learn from all the artists that you were touring with from the 90s? What kind of relationships did you build during that time? Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess the first thing that comes to mind is balance. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, balancing the stage performance, which was only 15 minutes mm -hmm. versus the rest of the day, you know, <laughs> minus your 15 minutes. So you know, you can't eat too much, can't drink too much, can't sleep too much, you know. Um, and then, you know, always just being thankful for the situation. Every crowd is different. Uh, they expect you to get out on stage and do your best. Uh, that was never a question for me. I was always excited to be there. Yeah. But when you party to 3 a.m., you know what I'm saying? Sometimes <laughs> you, you drink a couple more glasses of tea than you would have to. Um, so so balance is, was, was key. And then uh, just being kind and nice to everybody and um, just respecting the moment, you know, it, it, it took care of itself, you know, for the most part. So I, I built a lot of relationships. Um, COVID has, you know, I, I haven't, you know, bothered a lot of people lately, but I assume that looking forward to my newest projects and seeing what I have going on. So everybody's hustling, everybody's grinding. I mean, everyone's got all this time to be creative right now. So obviously while you're in, in COVID, you're probably making a lot of music, I'm going to imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Working out and eating healthy and uh, spending time with family. Um, but, you know, thank thankful that I was able to get out on the road so that I can enjoy this time for what it truly is, um, you know, because I'm an anxious person and I was always very eager to get out on the road and, and sharpen my, my skills. So mm. I, I can be cool and with hopes that uh, this will turn around for 2021, you know, we, our fingers are crossed. I've heard of a couple hazmat concerts that are, are popping off. We'll see how that goes, huh? What's a hazmat concert? Tell me more. Look, just, well, well, I guess these are prototypes, we'll see, but I may be <laughs> spilling the beans, but but yeah, I mean, where they give out hazmat suits when you enter or whatever, and everybody in the concert is wearing a suit. 
That could be kind of fun. That's what I'm thinking. Like that could be crazy. I'm picturing it almost like if everyone had like one of those bubbles, like they were right. in a bubble. Right. That would that would be fun too, but that would be really difficult for like going to the washroom or <laughs> drinking or anything. Yeah, I'm thinking how you gonna get the drink inside the bubble and it might make <laughs> it might make the air thinner in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's yeah, there's yeah. room for error there. But the hazmat suit's pretty sweet idea. Could could be right, could turn it up a little bit. You feel a little extra protection to go crazy. So mm. You know the concert world is going to figure something out. We have been shunned, not spoken about, not written in the stimulus packages or nothing. So, you know, yeah. I'm sure the concerts and the promoters, the venues are are eager to try some things. But it's, you know, it's, it's a dangerous situation in terms of uh, investments. Yeah. And when you mentioned, too, when you mentioned about the entertainers and all the people that go into making a show happen, like the promoters, the, the riggers, the lighting, the the crew everybody is out of work and there isn't really a stimulus package for them yeah. um I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be harder in america with with dealing with that because i don't know i how how are they going to get everyone back to work it has to happen i mean there's people working um I, you know i don't know i'm not you know i'm not enough into that world to give you a solid opinion on that mm -hmm. um you know but and look, in the city of Chicago, there's a lot of concerts happening right now. So today I was actually looking at a real big concert that's coming up. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, this is why we're going to be still quarantining in 2021, because, you know, you all just can't wait. You can't. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, if we could we'll have see. somehow just shut it all down for three weeks, this thing would have probably been over. Well, look at what are you can, Canadians are still shut down. Am I right or am I wrong? Uh, no, we're not. Uh, okay, where okay, I am, good. Because every place is every province is different. Okay. Um, so different level province is like each state, right? So okay. Cool. Um, we and where I live, the numbers are starting to get a little high. Um, so we mm -hmm. might have to start going backwards, back into stage two or stage one, because yeah, it's Listen. winter and it's just like. Listen, any practical business never wants to go backwards. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just just looking at the leadership and seeing, but it's hard to control a mass people and telling them to stay in. It's like we're back in high school, you know, so. You can't control anybody. You can't be like, because yeah. everyone's like, I know my rights. And then, <laughs> and yeah, your rights are great and all. That's good. But let's take care of each other and end this fucking thing. Sorry right. about my language, but it's frustrating. Listen, this is your show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating. Anyways, it is. Well, it to, is. to a it happier is. subject. Um, Facts. Do you collect any vinyl or cassettes or CDs? Any like old school type of music? Uh, yeah. Stuff? Not, not, no, I don't. I Memorabilia? don't. Yeah. You know, my father used to, we used to go you know, into the CD stores and buy up CDs. And, and he still has a, a very good collection. Um, but that was the last of that. You know, CDs get scratched. They get scratched up and, yeah. you know, so no, I don't. I, I, you know, I got a Michael Jackson Thriller vinyl. Nice. Um, but, but other than that, no, not too many others. Those collectibles. That's a good one to <clears throat> that, have. That's it, you know. That's a very good one to have. But yeah, vinyl is sure. vinyl's still vinyl's hot right now. So yeah. It'd, it'd be fun to get into it, but it's like 30 bucks an album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Um, what can the youth of today learn from the music of the nineties? Especially Ooh, especially goodness. the especially the young creative musicians that are putting stuff out now. Oh, uh, well, that takes my first answer away. So you said the young creative musicians, what could they learn from the nineties? Hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the quality of the lyrics is one thing, mm. um, you know, the rub and the music, um, you know, I like what the young, what the new kids are doing. I like it. Uh, some people would challenge that the musicality isn't there, but the creativity is certainly there. A lot of them come from DJ backgrounds and stuff. So they know beats per minutes and, you know, trends, they follow trends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, you know, I heard Little Yachty one time on an interview say he doesn't care about those that came before him. 
because he's creating a brand new sound. Don't quote me verbatim, but right. he was on a show with Rick Rubin. It was like a special on TV. You know, when I heard that line, it's like, who am I to question Little Yachty? But at the end of the day, I just, I was a little taken back by that. It was like, okay, you know, you don't have to learn from those that have come before you. So that was something that I just would just like disagree with just off the front. And, um, you know, because he probably was born to some old school music, you know, but mm-hmm. he's in a position, I guess, to be very creative and he has backers and stuff to push his music out. But, you know, listen, listen to the soul, listen to, you know, it probably brought you here. So the love and the music, uh, and, you know, that's all I would say. Just it's the care. Look at the longevity of the careers back then in the 90s. Yeah. I was on the I Love the 90s tour in 2015, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Yeah. That's five, that's five years of touring. How, how many tours have you seen to last five years consecutively? We didn't take a, a break off. The only thing that stopped the 90s tour was the COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's something to learn. You know what I mean? But, you know, they're going to do what they do. And, um, you know, I like it. But we'll see if it stands the test of time. It's a wonderful answer. Um, and it's also like there's something about that era, too. When you, if you were a teenager in that time where that music still sticks with you to this day. Yeah. Um, and you just have you go to these like <laughs> I love the 90s because of those warm feelings you had from the good times you had listening to those tunes and going to dances with your friends. And yeah. You know, you know, Absolutely. I know we're only one generation, like, but and every uh-huh. generation probably says that about their own decade they grew up in. But yeah, and, and that's the question too. Is like it's enough enough youth right now to carry on this the new music, you know, but I mean they don't buy the way you know the 90s fans did, right? So it's that's all true. digital and streaming now. So so we'll see. That's true. We'll see. And I mean, like, I appreciate the little, his name, Little Yachty. See, I yeah. don't even know his yeah. name, I'm sorry. But like, I, I imagine what he's trying to say is that he wants to start something new and establish something, but just no, not to say it with arrogance. Air, that would be that would be a bad thing to do, to be like, yeah, you know what? You may say that you weren't influenced by anybody, but you were. You had to have listened to something at some point. I mean, that's made, a great point. And, your music. And, and that's... I'm just going to rebuttal that point because that's a great point. And the simple fact that just for the sake of our conversation, whatever he has to say back to us is fine. I'll take it. But he was on a special with Rick Rubin and Rick Rubin was producing his song. So if you're not being inspired by people before you be careful because your producer certainly is Uh your producer is from those times. He is of those times. So that's the thing with the youth, you know, they're so creative, they're so spunky, they're so forging new paths that they don't want to hear the shit of yesterday, but they don't realize like that's where you came from. So yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, good on people for wanting to do something new and fresh. I'll say that. Yeah, I think it's that's, working I think for that's the It's sentiment. truly working for them. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like the art of writing the hook doesn't seem to be as big of a deal as it was in, in our older music. Um, the Like, I feel like the chorus is the art of the chorus. The chorus used to be a climactic part in the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you as a songwriter as well, what makes you go and look at a song you've written and say, I'm happy with that? Ooh. Uh, it, has, it has to check mark uh, several different things. Uh, and like you said, the hook, that's one of the first things. Um, the the storyline, that's the second thing. You know, mm. melodically in the music, it has to support the story as well as tell its own individual story. Um, breakdowns, you know, the introduction and the ending point, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a full, full circus going on. And, um, yeah, you know, I uh, air candy is a, is a big thing. Uh, climactic moments, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a lot to it. Um, where can we find your music that you have out right now? Where can we? Yeah, because I want to put some clips of your songs into the show and. Cool, cool. Yeah, it's like what's for instance, give me some cuts that uh, you'd like to share with everybody. Yeah, I'll email you personally too. My new my new single that's dropping on the. Uh, 
the 29th, actually, oh, the good. night of the 29th next week. Um, but you can find my music on iTunes under Adam Emil. You can find me on Spotify under Adam Emil. Also, make sure you follow me on TikTok at Adam.Emil and Instagram, same handle, Adam.Emil. That's A D A M dot E M I L. And uh, you can see my links up there. And, um, you know, we're just going to keep bringing quality music. Uh, hopefully, that makes you dance and uh, shake your ass to it. You know, that's it. Yeah. I was going to say, how would you describe the tunes? But it sounds like it's pretty upbeat. Yeah, you know, we I write all kinds of stuff, but the newer stuff that I'm doing, I, I don't have any time to like, you know, slow, slow woo you. Like that'll come. <laughs> I like that. that. That'll come after you shake your ass a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, but but I'm I'm looking forward to being able to slow it down a little bit. But um, you know, and I mean, it, we're just in crazy times right now, and I, I just want to be that guy that you know plays something that's fun and just makes you forget about the crap. Um, and you say, who is this new artist or whatever, you know, that's been around, you know, for, for a couple of years now. So <laughs> but I'm glad we got to learn like what you've been through and where you've come from and appreciate it going into what you're doing now. What goals lie ahead? Let's pretend COVID ends tomorrow. Oh, yeah. What are you going to do? What What's coming up? What's your current projects in mind? I mean, I'll, con I'll continue to forge uh, on the digital market the way I'm doing now, just writing songs, releasing doing videos, doing radio interviews, uh, podcasts, whatever, Zoom meetings or whatever, because this is a brand new, you know, that we've been pushed into this area, which I think is very uh, smart and lucrative. Mm -hmm. But the tour, the tour world is something that is very uh, adrenaline pushing. Uh, it just makes you feel alive. So we'd love to get back to that. Um, and then just networking and connecting with, you know, people like yourself and, industry people that uh, just want to continue to move forward. But ultimately, I just want to uh, reach more and more people with my music and uh, get to know, you know, people and, you know, see how we differ and see how we compare. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to be looking forward Thank to you. sharing your music. Uh, right before, before we end things, tell me a few of the, your favorite artists that came from the 90s and uh, if you are you still listening to them today? Who are some of oh, your favorites? Absolutely. Obviously, Bobby, obviously, Bobby Brown. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Bobby, I mean, I even go, I, I may be like on the teeter line of 2000s as well. I get him confused. Like oh, I would funny. say a ludicrous, but I'm sure he was in 2000s, you know, but um, obviously Boys to Men and New Edition. Mm -hmm. um, I had so many. I mean, Rob Bass is a good friend of mine and he was even kind of like in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s and stuff. And yeah, um, you know, I toured with Salt and Pep. They were from the 90s and you know, my role models and Coolio, you know, these, these are my people. So I, you know, I have to mention them. Um, but you know, Cisco and Drew Hill and so, so much great music in the nineties. It's, oh, it's hard to, really hard to mention. How yeah. Deep Is Your Love is such a good song. Oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. You like that good soulful, those soulful tunes. I'm glad I got to see Cisco. It was, I think it was 2008. He was actually yeah. touring with New Kids on the Block. Oh, that's a good mixture. That's a good mix. It was it was a good tour, and it yeah, was really I, cool to see him. I was actually able to see their latest tour, the mixtape tour. Incredible, mm -hmm. incredible tour. Show, showman. They they really shut it down, and um, yeah, they yeah. they they're on a whole another level, you know, in terms of business mixed with uh, entertainment. Did you get to see Naughty by Nature on that tour? Oh, those my boys, Tretch, you know, we booked a couple after parties with Tretch and I toured with Tretch with the 90s tour with Tretch and Vinny, you know what I mean? And KG. Yeah. So yeah, those are my boys for real. Yeah. I love them. Uh, yeah, Vin Rock was on the show. And, yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. So, That's so, you know, you interview everybody. He was such a sweetie. Yeah, it was really cool. He so. is, he is. He's, he's the ultimate businessman, seriously. Oh yeah, he's got yeah. like the clothing line. I want to get one of those naughty kids on the block shirts when they sick, when they get that sick. done. Up. Order, order yours and mine. Seriously, I'm a medium. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Adam. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for your time today. It's a thank pleasure you. to have you here, and Appreciate I hope all the it. best. Pleasure can't wait, here. can't wait to hear your stuff. So shoot me an Looking email. Looking forward and... to it. Thank you for having me. Shout out to uh, Kick Up Your Heels Entertainment, Rachel and Katrina, for making this interview happen. Thank you so much. So yeah, they've been awesome. So. Thank you Absolutely. guys. <laughs> okay. Well, you take care. You do the same. Thanks again. Bye. All right. Bye. I have to correct myself. I lied. I've made a mistake. Okay. 
So I saw Cisco in 2001 opening for Backstreet Boys. That was the tour. Now it all made sense when I thought about it. I'm like, no. Okay, 2008, it was Lady Gaga and Natasha Bedingfield that opened for New Kids on the Block. There you have it. That's how it went down. the show as much as I'm enjoying creating it for you. And that's why we have what's called Patreon. For subscribers, you're going to get access to some cool bonus content. You're also going to get the podcast two days in advance. And you get to help support the show and keep this fine thing rolling. It helps me pay for things like licensing fees for the music, web space to store the show, long distance calls, you name it. Your contribution helps keep this show rolling. Check us out at patreon.com forward slash Dope nostalgia. Patreon subscriptions at higher levels are even entitled to getting some merch from the show, so check it out at patreon.com. This is Brooke. And this is Nikki. And this is my so-called whatever. Hey! Hey guys, we're in 80s and 90s slash NQOTV podcast. That's new kids on the block if you didn't know that. We're here to share your stories. Yeah. And ours. Yeah. And uh, have a good time. Have a great time. Let's be nostalgic. Talk about what it was like growing up in the 80s and the 90s. Talk about what we were wearing, the music we were listening to, the, the bands mo- we liked, the movies we watched, the TV shows, all the pop culture stuff. All of that stuff. That's what we talk about in this podcast. So, and a heavy helping of new kids on the block. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. If you aren't a new kids on the block fan, that's okay. Because we flip flop between week the to topics week. each week. So we do a new kids on the block episode one week, which we call the block party. And then we do a 80s, 80s 90s, 90s episode. So which is 80s and 90s. Yeah. And we welcome you to listen to one or the other or all. Yeah. Join us. Be our guest. Be our guest. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Food, folks, and fun. Want to come and sing my new song? Food, folks, and fun. Food, folks, and fun. You know the one. McDonald's for food, folks, and fun. Ronnie McDonald in Cheeseburger Chase. Let's play a fun computer game. Oh boy, I love these games. Gotta get Hamburglar through the maze. There he is. Hamburglar's just standing there. That's no fun. I know a way to make Hamburglar run. Cheeseburger. Rebel, rebel, rebel. Food, folks, and fun. Food, folks, and fun. Another one is McDonald's. <laughs> Hamburglar's always game for a McDonald's cheeseburger. 
And that was Adam E. Mills' interview, and I hope you enjoyed listening to all the cool stories he had. You can check him out at adamemil.com. That's A-D-A-M-E-M-I-L.com and see what he's up to with his music. Make sure you give him a listen, okay? And here's a little bit of a game we like to play. And now, this is Fucking Stupid with Naomi, Kendra, Charity, Mike, and Colin. This is Fucking Stupid is Fucking Stupid. It's a stupid game we play where you have to guess the hot song of the 90s or our super obscure song of the 90s. Our friends have no idea what I'm going to throw at them. Why don't you come play along with us? Okay, here's the next one. If you don't get it from this song, I'll play the hit, just like in previous ones. still a single that's why i picked it you guys want the hit don't you oh another night by real mccoy nope <laughs> another night though nope no this oh be my lover thing. nope it's not nope. be my lover Nope. Is it Vision of Love? No. Nope. Is it Mr. Vane? Culture Beats? No. Nope. nope. Oh, Rhythm is a dancer. <laughs> I think that was Kendra first. It was. Yeah. Sure. What's the name of the group? This this was in the greenhouse days. This wasn't that the th- I'm almost thinking that this one is Black Box. Any guesses on the name? Black Box. No. No, I'm, I didn't repeat any artists. Oh. Ah, no. uh, fuck. I do. I, once I hear it, I'll know it. I can't. It is it. Snap. Snap! Ah. Oh, snap! <laughs> oh, snap! I'm looking Keep down at my beard, stupid. Kenny. Okay. Yeah, just wrap it this in my one face. Is, this one is a personal favorite of mine. This is going to be a tough one. Any bells ringing at all? None. Okay, I'm gonna go off to their to their other single then. Oh, it's I want you back. No, yeah, that's correct. Five points. It's a I cover. Know, I know the artist though. I don't think you guys will probably guess the artist. There's a Canadian girl group that was very much like Wilson Phillips, with not as good voices. I know this song. What's that? What's that? You know this though. Oh, I don't know. They were called the West End Girls. Uh, no. Never again. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, what's it to you, Clay Walker? Ten points. Wow. Shit. Have I heard the like lyrics? Like country. Country. It's the only country song I could think of for. <laughs> I've been a DJ a long time. Oh, 
There's tons of 90s country that is amazing. I know. Yeah. I'll, I'll find some more 90s country for you throughout this somehow, okay? Because I feel bad because Mikey likes his 90s country. <laughs> I love 90s country. Hey, in the 90s, I was I'm stuck at the farm, all right? Country. Oh, uh, shit. Would I lie to you? Yeah, that's right. It's Would I Lie to You, Five Points to Charity. One of those things where you've heard it on the radio, but you don't have no fucking clue who it is. <laughs> Charles and Eddie. Right. No idea. Nope. Yes. Okay, next one. Late 90s. The song was called Another Dumb Blonde. It was on some yeah. movie soundtrack. And she, she's actually the daughter of Hawaiian entertainer Don Ho. Wow. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes, Tiny sir. bubbles. Yeah. Is Sorry, I really threw you guys off with that one. I apologize. Yeah. Ricky Martin? Nope. No. no. Just my luck. Five points. Just my luck. It's the artist. This is super like one-hit wonder shit. I think they might have been Canadian. Probably why it got airplay. But a lot of things got airplay because they're Canadian. I'm like, I know the lyrics. Why do I know this song? Because you've heard it. Yeah. They were called VIP. Fuck yeah. VIP, Canadian yeah. boy band. Yeah. That's so funny. Yep. Okay. This one. Oh, oh sky. Sky. Okay, Colin, five Some points. kind of wonderful. Some kind of wonderful. Five points for Colin, five points for Kendra. I love this. I Unless Charity said something or Mike, but I didn't hear them. I said sky at the same time, Colin. Give it to charity. You? Did you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, charity. If, yeah. You did. I'll just give you both five points then. I, 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 I didn't hear it. It was a tie. Okay. I heard that in the stereo. <laughs> okay. Sometimes I can only hear like one of the voices. So if that happens, please let me know because I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It. It's okay. I'm loud. Okay. Here we go. Oh, uh, I love full cardigans. Cool. Cardigans. Yes. What did you say, Charity? I just said love pool. Ah! Okay, so you said love pool at the same time again. See, this is what happens when the songs are too easy. <laughs> I can't hear the answers. <laughs> okay. I don't know if they're too easy. Like, I've, I've got how many points now? How many legit You actually have points? 25 points, Mikey. Let's take a but recap. How many legit? How many legit? Legit, you have 15 points. <laughs> Well, I mean, to be fair, I've spent 21 years listening to the first 10 seconds of each of these songs. So there you go. That's true. He's got the radio advantage. Yeah. But the, yeah, the wedding advantage. I play that at every wedding I've ever done. Mm, that's true. 
This is serious one-hit wonder territory. Sounds like Paula Abdul, though, doesn't it? It sounds like Forever Your Girl, yeah. Well, Romeo and Juliet? Juliet. <laughs> yes, it's Romeo and Juliet. She gets five points. Um, the guy voices in here. That is MC Scat Cat. That is like the, the same guy from Opposites Attract. Yes. Anyway, the name of that artist was Stacy Earl, and she did a song with them. Anybody getting anything yet? The chorus might help, but... Oh, Betty Boo. Um, uh, shit, what's the chick's name? It, it, that's her name, actually. Betty that's Boo? not the name of the okay. song. That's her actual oh. name. Oh, Doing the Do, I guess. It's called Doing the Do yeah. by Betty Boo. That's right, One Betty Boo, wonder. Doing the Do. Right. Fucking hard, hey? Next week's podcast will be the very first one of the new year, 2021. And my special guest will be none other than David Wanless, the lead singer of a cool hard rock metal band from Canada back in the 90s when they got their start. They were called Svengali, and they're still together today. And David's going to tell you all about what's been going on with the band over the last few years and what's coming up and new for them. So you guys take care and I wish you the best new year. I hope you had an amazing holiday and everyone love each other. All right. See ya. Social media. Yeah, we've got it. Send us an email. Dope nostalgia podcast at gmail.com. Twitter nostalgia dope or on Insta dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.